Let me uh, lead us in prayer. Gracious Father, thank you so much that you speak to us in your word, the Bible, and we pray that we listen to you this morning as we think about Christmas. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I wonder if you've noticed that Christmas is all about light. Uh, You've got carols by candlelight, and our Christmas trees are covered with little lights, and even our houses flash, flash, flash with coloured lights from from roof all the way down to the lawn, especially at the Rostons' place. Nice work, yay. Special mention. (laughs) Christmas is all about light. But why is it all about light? Well, maybe it's because of the famous part of the Bible right at the start of John's Gospel. Uh, He says, God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. uh, John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. You see, Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light, and at Christmas time we celebrate him and his coming. Now, the idea that Jesus is the light is, is really lovely because light is such a powerful and such a pleasing thing. If you've been cooking dinner before and suddenly the electricity goes out, you'll know how much you miss light. But there are other great things about light. So I've sort of come up with a bit of a list of a, of a few different things that light does that are really, really good. Uh, light cleanses. It acts like a bleach, whitening our whites and and fading our carpets and blinds, of course. Light can assure us. If you wake up in the middle of the night and you've got a a little night light somewhere, then even though you're feeling a bit scared, you know that you're not going to bump into anything because you've got that assurance. And related to that, light guides us. Uh, Light can navigate us, whether it's the lights down a runway or the red and green channel markers when you're on a boat. Light can protect us. The light of a lighthouse will protect us from running into a reef or a rocky cliff. Light can highlight. It can light up beautiful things at night. If you go into Sydney, you can see the Opera House and the Harbour Bridge or Around here a bit more closely, you can see how some of the beautiful old buildings and trees are all lit up. Light can attract. We can be attracted to beautiful light displays, uh, along with the moths, of course. And light energises us. You shine light on a solar cell and then you get electricity. Or you shine it through our bedroom window and it wakes us up and helps us bounce out of bed. Well, some of us at least. <laughs> there are so many things about light that are positive. It's hard to think why you wouldn't want to be in the light. But some people want to avoid the light. If you happen to be breaking out of a jail at night, you don't welcome it when there's light on you. Or if you're robbing a house at night, not that I'm expecting any or many of you to have done that before, but I'm told that you don't really want anyone to light you up. It's those pesky security lights that are the worst things of all if you're a robber. In fact, the whole idea of the dark or the dark side or even the dark net, it stands for evil. It stands for undercover crime. If people live and thrive in the dark, then they want to avoid the light. And the more you think about it, it makes a lot of sense. 
Some people love the light, you know, like the glow of a sunrise or the, the beauty of a candle. But others hate the light. They thrive in the secrecy and the deception of the dark. Well, I want to read to us our bit, the Bible we're going to look at today, which is just three verses. And it's from John chapter 3, verses 19 to 21. And in this, you will see both kinds of people. People who love the light and people who love the darkness. But I'm going to read just a little bit more than verses 19 to 21. I'm going to rewind just a little bit more to what is possibly the most famous verse of the whole Bible, which will take us through to our passage. We read, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. So do you see that there? There are two kinds of people. People who love the light and people who love the darkness. Some people see it as a positive thing. Others see it as a negative thing. Well, let's start with the good news. Light has come. Have a look at the first few words of verse 19. It says, And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world. It's talking about Jesus. It's talking about God's light who came into the world. And we know this because have a look at John chapter 1, verses 1 to 15, right at the very, 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 very start. It says, In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him and nothing, except, nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. So how do we know that the light's actually talking about Jesus and, and not something else or someone else? Well, Jesus makes it clear to us. John chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said... I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. And in case we didn't get it, a couple of chapters later, John chapter 12, Jesus says, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. Jesus is the light who has come into the world. And not only has he come as the light, he offers to give us life as well. He'll give light to all who believe in him. And you've got to say, why would anybody want to refuse that? Why would anybody say, I don't want that light? Why would anyone close their lives to that light? Why wouldn't people want to enjoy true life? Why wouldn't people want to have their sins washed clean? 
Well, people reject Jesus for many, many reasons. One of the reasons is that people think that following Jesus is stupid. It's intellectually lightweight. It's for people who aren't smart enough to learn science. We Christians are we're kind of like dinosaurs from the dark ages, resting on God like he's some sort of intellectual crutch. And so they think that following Jesus means that you need to leave your brain at the door to the church. But what's so stupid about that attitude is many of the great scientists of the past and even the present are people who believe in the existence of God. And some of them are as devoted to following Jesus as we are in this room. There are many scientists who will be gathering at church on Christmas Day. Well, another reason that people reject Jesus and avoid his light is that they don't think they need what he's got on offer. I mean, life is so wonderful in Jamboree and Kiama and Shell Harbour. We've got the best beaches and the finest farms and our climate is perfect. And life is wonderful in Australia as well. Nothing can stop us going to work. Nothing can stop us planning for the future. Nothing can stop us relying on good health. Or maybe it can. Maybe it has. All those who rejected the light of Jesus are now sitting confused and in the dark. The beautiful weather and the glorious beaches mean nothing when you're forced to stop going to work or when you're breathing through a ventilator. And those who have shunned the true light end up living sad lives in the dark. But there's another reason that some people might reject the light of church the light of Jesus, and that's because they've been hurt by the church. They've been hurt by Christians and the church. They stay away from Jesus because they've been hurt by Jesus' people. And I think this is a really sad reason, because it, it's understandable. It's tragic to think that the, the people have been driven away from the church by the very people who, who preach Jesus to the world. Now, all of those are excuses, reasonable excuses, unreasonable excuses. But at the end of the day, there is another reason why people don't want to live in the light. And that is because they love the darkness. People love the darkness. The second half of verse 19. But people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. The reason people love darkness more than light is because their actions were evil. Now, when we think of evil, we think of the most evil people around, like the Hitlers and the Stalins and the Pol Pots. But in God's eyes, anyone who rejects Jesus is someone who's in the dark. And that's because their deeds are evil. And because they're doing evil, it means they hate the light. We kind of like to be fence-sitters. We like to have the moderate kind of middle ground, like not too hot, not too cold, sort of Goldilocks truth. That's sort of where we see the world a lot of the time. But in God's eyes, it doesn't work that way. There's no middle ground. You're either in the light or in the dark. 
You can't be in a dark room with a little bit of light or in a light room with a little bit of dark. It doesn't really work that way. It's either got light or dark or not. But why would people hate the light and follow the dark? I think it's because people are scared that their sins will be exposed. They fear that the wrong things they've done will be seen by everyone. Now, nobody wants to be exposed. Nobody wants to be forced to reveal their private parts. And nobody wants anyone to know what's hiding in their hearts. Maybe this is why some people want to stay in the dark. Maybe it's why you or people you know want to to stay in the dark and hide away from Jesus. Some of us in this room might be avoiding a friendship with Jesus because of fear. Scared to come to Jesus because you don't want him to see what's in your heart. Is that you? Are you scared of coming to the light because you don't want him to know your secrets? I'm sure that's not the case for most of us in this room who know and trust in the Lord Jesus. But maybe there's someone in this room or maybe even someone on the live stream who hasn't yet come to Jesus and maybe it's part of the reason is you're scared of, of letting him see who you really are. Well, if that's you, you really need to pay attention to this last little bit. Because we see here that those who live in the light live by God's grace. Look at verse 21. Those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. Our deeds cannot survive against the perfection of Jesus' life. But when we believe the truth of Jesus, we come into his light. And then we do what God wants, or literally we'll be doing the truth. If a person lives for the truth of Jesus, that will bring them into the light, the light of Christmas. If you choose to follow Jesus by trusting in his truth and living it out, you'll be brought into the light. And that light, friends, is not painful, is it? It's pleasant. It's the light that brings joy, not fear. It's the light that brings hope, not emptiness. It's the light that brings forgiveness, not punishment. And as we come into that light, we and our actions will no longer be hidden. They'll be seen plainly. And people will see us and they'll see what it means to follow the Lord Jesus. They'll see the life that enjoys the security and safety of being known and loved by Jesus. A life that no longer fears judgment but enjoys assurance. A life that is in the light. Living out the life that is full of light. So do you live in the light or in the darkness? This Christmas, live in the light. Let me pray.